Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Star Trek, the original series, season 1, episode 2. It's called Charlie X, full spoilers for the episode as always. So this one is about a young man named Charlie who's a teenager. And yes, 17. 17. And he ends up in the Enterprise, he's dropped off from another ship. Right away he's a little bit weird, a little bit strange. But we learn throughout the course of the episode that he actually has a superpower. He can... Well, again, it's one of the weird things we said about last week is that the superpower the alien had was kind of flexible in in terms of the rules. It's kind of that again where he... His main power seems to be to make things disappear. But there's like little extra things that he does sometimes where he'll make something melt or he'll turn something into an animal. (laughs) <laughs> that was the most random one, actually. It, it's it's more reality warping. Yeah, yeah. So because obviously he can control the the comms as well, can't he? Yeah. So it's it's maybe not as much of a complaint as the last episode, but it still felt a little bit. I don't know. I I just straight up thought it was reality warping rather than making okay. things disappear. Because we got, let's say, there was the different examples. There was the uh, mm. the melting of the chess pieces. We had him blocking the the transmissions. So you know, I thought there was enough going on. Right, so, so you think it's more of a kind of like kind of like a weird mix between telekinesis and like Magneto? Not not so much that he can move metal objects, but more the magnetism and electric magnetic waves kind of thing. Yeah. All right. Okay. Right, and also, as as a, in its defense, in the the last episode, it was something that they did at the start and then forgot about. Okay, Whereas true, this, true. it was kind of throughout that it was doing different things, so it felt a little bit more consistent in that sense. Okay, that's fair. The, making stuff disappear was definitely the main one, though. That was the main one. Because we kept coming back that was, to that. That was definitely his go-to. That was, that was the main threat, sort of, throughout the episode. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so he, he's, he's got these powers, and the idea is that he grew up alone. He he was on a ship that got stranded on a planet, and he grew up with no other people around him from an early age, and he's very socially inept he, he doesn't know how to communicate with people he doesn't understand how, the right thing to say the right way to act in certain situations it leads him down a lot of different uh, awkward paths and scenes we'll talk about and he ends up becoming a threat because he's essentially a child in an older person's body and throws some tantrums and wants his way <laughs> and pretty much he ends up making some people disappear and oh crap this seems serious we're going to have to try and figure a way of dealing with them yeah and that, that's the premise of the episode so that's Charlie did you like Charlie X Connor I thought it was okay I, I don't think it's one of the better episodes I've seen hmm yeah I I liked it I, th- I think what I liked more about this one than the man trap is that this one I think at least at the end had a bit more of a message like I felt a bit more of that Star Trek morals I agree because uh, obviously through the whole episode, he event Charlie eventually gets super dangerous. Where he's threatening to kill people, he's threatening to do all sorts of things, and he's super dangerous. And when the, the Phasians, which is the the alien race that's on the planet that he grew up on, and they they gave him this power, yeah. When their ship shows up at the end, and they they first of all they revert everything he did on the ship so that all the people come back, yeah. Which I'm not going to complain about, but as a, I mean, I just want to point out it's a bit of a DXS machina. It is. Yeah, it's all reversible. Sure. I mean, the, the only way I can think to justify it was he kind of put them in like a pocket dimension and they just took them back out. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's the way I think about it. But they couldn't do it with the other ship. So I don't know if it's maybe like a time thing. Like maybe there's like a time limit on uh, Yeah, possibly. It. 
Uh, it's not a big deal. Like, it's, it's Star Trek. I'm going to let stuff yeah. like this go, but it's just I'll, I'll point out that it's a wee bit of an easy fix. Mm. Um, but when they, these aliens show up, the Phasians, and they're they're saying, "All right, we're going to take him with us." And Charlie starts like begging because his powers—they've basically turned off his power at this point, and he can't do his yeah. thing anymore. So he's no longer in control, and he starts begging to not go with them. I want to go where people. I want to go where people like me and. You know, he wants to go to this, this Earth station that he's been trying to get to. And there's a really great scene here because Kirk actually steps up, regardless of everything that's already happened, he actually tries to bargain for him a little bit and says, look, is there anything you can do that doesn't take him with you? That, you know, we can maybe train him with the right teaching and training. And, you know, because even though they've tried and it's, it's kind of failed, it's only been like a few days, out, you know, after years and years of being on his own. It's going to take yeah. time. It's going to take therapy. Yeah, it's going course. to take... All sorts of things. And it was a nice message about rehabilitation and not just condemning someone. And it's it's not oh, about definitely. it's not about an eye for an eye. It's about and I think especially for the sixties, that's a really forward. And again, we're going to say this a lot probably about Star Trek because this was kind of its thing. But it was very forward thinking in that sense. Yeah, of course. And like you say, even now I feel like it's this still is relevant. relevant. This is still very relevant. Uh, again, that's something I feel like we'll be saying a lot. This is something that's a couple of episodes of Black Mirror, which is a, a contemporary series of tackled in a much very different way, of course. But the same theme has been brought up. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of sad that I feel like we're going to be saying that a lot. <laughs> this, this is like, still relevant. Like this, this was fifty years ago, and they were going, "Look, this is a problem. Let's sort this out." Mm. And and here we are, still going, "Yeah, let's let's sort this out." Yeah, of course, it's actually a good half minute of the episode before Kirk sees him use his power and he actually makes someone completely disappear. It's just, there's just hints of things up until that point. Yeah. And it's a lot of it's him responding inappropriately, saying the wrong thing. He he gets a crush on uh, Janice and he smacks her on the ass. <laughs> Which, I'm not going to lie, it did make me laugh just because it was so... I almost like is I, I get why it happens and the, the message that comes after it's cool and it sets up the the awkwardness and why he's inappropriate he doesn't understand but at the same time I'm like where did he even get the idea? Do, do, do you not see someone else do it? Does he? I don't know. I, I, just, I think maybe I'm implying that I thought he did. I don't remember him seeing someone else do it. All right. Maybe you're right. Maybe I maybe I just I, I missed a small moment. I, I, I thought I thought I did see that. I, I don't remember any other crew members slack, slapping each other in the ass in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> it seems a bit out of place. Although, as much as that's awkward because it's obviously inappropriate to just—he barely knows her and he sla- slaps her in the ass. It's even—it's not even remotely as awkward as when he's demonstrating it for Kirk because she, she tells him, right, "Talk to Kirk and McCoy, and they'll explain what you know what you yeah. did and why it was wrong." Um, the whole idea, you know, go to your father figure to explain the, the birds and the bees kind of thing. Yeah. And <laughs> he's trying to tell Kirk what he's done, and he awkwardly sort of tries to smack Kirk, Kirk in the ass. Yeah. And Kirk, Kirk, Kirk doesn't know what to say about any of it. He's like, really, like, oh my god, this is father figure stuff. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, he's like, I, I, I may be in charge of the ship, but get away from me. Yeah. He's, he's just awkward the entire thing, but the actual attempt of smacking him in the ass and Kirk's realization. It's kind of like a mixture. It's almost like, wait, what did he just do to me? And oh, and he explained that. Oh, that's awkward. Like it was like a combination. So again, mm-hmm. it's 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 uh, Shatner's acting being a little bit better than I think people give him credit for. Where yeah, I definitely think that is the case. It was conveying both sides of that. Not to say he doesn't have his goofy moments because he does. But he does. Th- to certain... be fair, a lot of those goofy moments are from the script. 
Oh, absolutely. He, especially, and and obviously with the, the time period and the effects they've got to play with, they, they have to pretend a lot of things that maybe... Yeah. yeah. They, they were doing a lot of things before, like, was green screen even invented yet? Like, the idea of acting against nothing? I don't think so, no. Yeah, so, like, you know, this was they were pioneering, so it's hard to criticise that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, in terms of, I kind of love this, what I'm going to mention here. At the same time, it's a, it's kind of a mistake. Like, there's no reason for it. But at the same time, I love it. It happens twice in the episode. It's the scene where... So, Kirk's giving him some lessons. He has the lesson with Spock with the chess, and he gets the three-dimensional chess, and he gets angry and melts the pieces. Uh, I'll... Cri- well, not criticise, but just I point out the sort of the cheat they did here with the effect is they do the actual melting off camera, which I'm not going to complain about. My only criticism of it is that it does this thing where his eyes go to, you know, his eyes sort of roll over, you see the white, and he's, he looks yeah. at it. And the camera comes out. My only criticism of that scene is that I can't actually, I didn't even notice something happened to the chess pieces until I, till the camera then like actually tracked in and looked at them close up. I didn't notice anything had changed. Yeah, it's, I mean, it wasn't that's probably why it tracks it and goes close yeah. up, just in case, oh, your mom is this. So, fair enough, they realised that that was probably an issue, so they, they did that to make sure we've seen it, but I felt it like it should have been a sh- bit more obvious, yeah, for such have... a, what was supposed to be a fairly big thing. Yeah, it should have been obvious, yeah. But yeah. anyway, so, Kirk decides he's going to tr- teach himself defence, so we get this wonderful scene, this wonderfully, kind of silly scene. Is, where... it, is this the, the, the first shirtless Kirk? That's a shirtless Kirk, yeah. Is it, yeah. Also, this episode also had the first... Uh, Kirk in his slightly fancier green top that he wears sometimes with the gold yeah, trimming yeah. The, around the neck. I believe I remember reading that the reason for that was that because um, obviously we're watching these not in the production order, mm. and it was his weight was changing quite a lot, so the other shirt didn't fit him at times. <laughs> so that's why they, they this one was kind of brought in for those times. He's wearing the gold one later on in the episode though. Yeah, I don't know then. But that's what I say. Like a lot of the times where he's wearing mm. that, it's because it's a bit more, it's a bit looser, <laughs> so it it hides it a little bit more, what, perhaps. What a weird reason. Uh, he's also shirtless in this episode. I feel like if they were trying to hide his. Yeah, yeah. I just mean in general, that was one of the yeah. reasons that, that that he gets used a lot. I think. Ah, fair enough. Uh, so yeah, he's awkwardly teaching him how to do, or he's trying to teach him how to do a roll and how to yeah. fall on the mat. A couple of things I noticed in this one that kind of made me chuckle is, so he gets the uh, this other random, we'll call him a red Instructor. shirt. Yeah, we'll call him a red shirt, essentially, that's what he is. And he says, right, let's do some simple flips, whatever he's, Phil, call him Phil. Right, Phil, let's do some simple flips. And he flips Phil. And they've only got two puny little mats down, and Phil goes right off the mat. He goes onto the floor, and I'm like, well, a mat would have been good there, guys. I mean, I, I know budget's tight, but <laughs> it's, it's a mat. You get them in like a in a school. Put another mat down. Go on. Yeah. Uh, but the thing I was going to say that I, I loved it's uh, it's after after codename Phil laughs at Charlie uh, after his first att- flip. He uh, he makes him disappear, and that's when Kirk realizes, oh crap. This is serious. What's going on here? We're, <laughs> yeah. we're in a dangerous situation. I better put my shirt on. And <laughs> we get this wonderful thing where they change the lighting on Charlie so that it's really dark, but there's a beam of light going across his eyes. Mm. And there's no reason for it. There's nothing in the room that's changed. There's no reason why that this should just, happen. It's just dramatic lighting for the yeah. sake of it. And then Kirk steps in close and he gets the same lighting on him. And mm. it happens again later on the bridge towards the end of the episode with Charlie. But it was just... 
as soon as it happens, like I kind of this looks great and it's absurdly over the top, but at the same time, the the the, the person in me who learned how to light scenes is like, there's no reason for this. There's not. It reminds me of things that you'd get in like musicals, like mm. on, on, on like a stage, you know, where like they dim everything around and spotlight someone. Yeah, there's yeah, no reason that, for it. Yeah, it's, it's that just, kind of thing. Yeah. It's just, just that is. Yeah. But no, I mean, I liked it, but it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, this, 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 does no, yeah, yeah. this does not make sense. From a filmmaking point of view and a logic point of view, this makes no sense. But, but I love it anyway. Yeah, because it looked good. It did. It looked really sinister. So Also, I just remembered another time of his powers. He he kind of freezes Kirk and Spock, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he's got freezing powers as well, yeah. So he he does have like a... It's not just the disappearing for definite. It's not a mistake. Oh, no, I, I, I didn't necessarily think it was a mistake. I was just... As much as you've justified it all, I still kind of get the impression as they were writing the script, they were go- just making them up as they went along. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. I think that was more my complaint was that. but Fair yeah. enough. So, yeah, he's really inappropriate with uh, Janice, and he says inappropriate things. He says he loves her, and he gets really jealous. He gets jealous as well when he gets no attention. He's, he's a little man-child. You know, he comes into the, the rec room, and... Ahura's doing a singing. Yeah, the singing's going on, and he tries to get Janice's attention, and she's like, no, oh, the singing's on, boy, quiet. And, you know, that annoys him, upsets him, and he ends up making her throw That's another problem he's got. He makes her throw it. Yeah, yeah. stop. So, you know. Why do you power here? Sorry? Very powerful person. He is very powerful. I mean, the disappear would be powerful enough, really. It's, it's threatening enough that he can just make people go away like that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he, he's really jealous and man-childing. It, things don't go his way quickly. So they're trying to... It's kind of the idea that what, what if a five-year-old had all this power? It is, yeah. How, how scary would that be? And uh, and that's why the message at the end of that, we can teach him, he can learn, he can grow up, is important. Yeah. And it, it's it's just that. I don't want to say uh, the girl that Janice... Because Janice tries to like pass him off to another girl. She's like, here's someone your age. Yeah. And he, he's like, yeah, whatever, go away. And... He randomly sees her. It's after he leaves the bridge later on. He just randomly runs into her. And for no reason whatsoever, he turns her into an animal. Just because. Just, be- just because. I thought, oh, that's, a- that's a bit harsh, buddy. That's... It's, a- it's so then she's not there so we can have Janice. She's not in the way anymore. It's not really. She's- she's having a ta- all-, all she said was, are you okay? Oh, yeah. There's that too. Well, it's it, he's a child. Long what, long what? before uh, Arrow came along and made that line a cliche. <laughs> to be fair, I feel like that line has always been a cliche in everything. I don't think it's a it's not a cliche. It's such a common phrase in real life anyway that it's fine yeah, to use yeah. it. It's just that Arrow has it like three times per episode, so it starts to feel like yeah, yeah, come on, yeah. Come on guys. It's 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 fair. Whip out, say, I think whip out the dictionary and. <laughs> Uh, the thesaurus would be more appropriate. Well, if you want the exact thing, I'm just thinking learn more words, basically. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, I guess both work. Yeah. But, Besides, you can't use an, a, a, a thesaurus for a phrase. Well, you could at least use it on okay. It would be a variation still of are you okay? <laughs> the sentence but... would still be the same, but yeah, <laughs> sure. Just use a thesaurus, do the thing from Friends where he uses the thesaurus on every word and just see what comes out. <laughs> anyway, what were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say, I did enjoy this episode, but I thought the first half was a little bit plodding 
Like I know that some of this is slow, but this felt slow even by its own standards. Whereas the second half was much more interesting. Yeah, the second half. It's because the threat. I actually looked at the the time on the on the episode. The moment when he makes the guy disappear in the and I guess we'll call it the gym, even though it was just a room with some mats down, uh, was exactly halfway. It was twenty five minutes. So the actual threat of him wasn't established until halfway through the episode, which feels yeah. a little bit late. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like once we get to that point, it's really good mm. and it's enjoyable. But before that, it feels like we take a little bit too long getting there. Yeah. Some of the touches that I really liked, actually, I loved that they tried to trap him in a room with a force field and he just makes the wall disappear. Mm. I like that because that that feels like the sort of thing where they would do that and it would work and then we'd go, but why can't you just make the wall disappear? It feels like they actually thought about that and went, it just made the wall disappear. So yeah. I, pre- I appreciate that. That, that. that almost feels like something I'd expect them to kind of get wrong in a sense. Yeah, it's something that you'd think of that may- maybe you'd expect it. Even, even in a modern show, it's yeah. the sort of thing where you kind of just a lot of the time take for granted because plot reasons that it's got to happen, that they've got to yeah. do something. Admittedly, I'd be less forgiven of it in a modern show. Whereas uh, had they done what I thought they would have done here, I would have just kind of let them away with it. Yeah, but instead you're impressed I mean, yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's good. Uh, yeah, um, I, I I enjoyed it well enough. Like I said, I like the speech at the end. I like the the messages that it's about. Again, rehabilitation and actually teaching someone rather than just condemning them from their for their actions. And it's it's all because I was almost frustrated at one point. Where I was like, just say to them, no one's like mad at you for making mistakes. We understand why you're doing it, but you still have to learn from them. Yeah. Um, and it's almost saying something that Kirk... I mean, Kirk and McCoy at one point basically have a, an argument about who has to be a father figure. And, yeah, neither of them want the responsibility. Yeah, and Kirk's trying to pass it off onto him. Yeah, it's fun. So, yeah. No, it's... Uh, so there's some fun stuff, good messaging. Once the threat is established, there's some good tense scenes where he's... Like, he's going to make people disappear at any point. Yeah. Um, it does lead to some funny stuff where... The, the red shirts are even Kirk at one point as they're walking towards them. They have to pretend that he's hurting them with his mind. So we just get yeah. them squealing in pain and doing... Um, oh, one thing I noticed, see when they see when they froze Kirk and Spock uh, after yeah. they made the wall disappear? Kirk was breathing really heavily while he was meant to be frozen. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to say oh, the actors shouldn't be breathing while they were frozen, but it was just in comparison to Spock. You know, Leonard Ler- Nimoy was doing a really good job of staying mm. still as possible, and Kirk was like, like just moving up and down. You could see his shoulders just kind of bobbing yeah. on just a little bit. So, as much as I'm praising Shatner, in some cases, there's just a few things where a little bit, a little bit of a thing. Anyway, uh, no Sulu in this episode, no Scotty, and obviously Chekhov's yeah. not here till next season. But the reason why I'm pointing out Sulu specifically though is because he was in the last one. Yes. Because in production order, this would probably be before the last one. Yeah, because he wasn't on the bridge at all, I don't think. No. I don't, I don't recall seeing him. He wasn't on the bridge in the last one either, I don't think. He was just, no, he was no, a, just he was around. Usually you'll you'll see him just, even yeah. even if he's not got a big part, you'll just kind of see him on the bridge. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this wasn't even that. Yeah. I actually can't remember when Scotty pops in. I don't think it's too far into it. No, I don't recall it being far, but maybe I'm misremembering. Yeah, ah, we'll see him when we see him. It's not... Yeah. Not a big deal. Um, so yeah, that's episode two of Star Trek. Uh, Charlie X. Uh, not not the show's best. But then again, as much as we have some forward knowledge because we've seen season one before and 
season two for the most part. I think we could safely assume that this isn't its best regardless. Yeah, yeah. The, the reason why I'm saying that is when we get to season three and beyond, it will be a case of everything's for the first time, so we, we can't really say things like, oh, it's not what... Well, we can, I suppose. It's just it's weird that we're saying it in episode two. It feels like we shouldn't have the knowledge to say that. I, I mean, I agree, but even if I hadn't seen... I mean, I remember the first time I watched this, I thought, well, this is definitely not the best the show is going to be, otherwise it wouldn't have such a, a reputation. True. So, you know, in that sense, I think it still works. Do you know what I think is funny? After, just after two episodes, Janice feels like one of the main characters. She feels like more of a main character than uh, Hura. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, some of them aren't even there yet. So it's, it's funny well, yeah, that, eh? for whatever reason, she drifts out of the show at some point. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting. Because it almost feels like she should be one of the main crew, one of the main team that we think of, but we don't. We don't. I can't... I mean... I'm assuming she goes not that late. I don't think she's around that long. Yeah, but I just—I think these early episodes, she seems to be a. She seems to be prominent, at least in these two, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'll, be, I'll be curious to see when that stops, when she goes away. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, that's episode two, uh, Charlie X. Let us know what you thought of this one. The comments below, like and subscribe, and all that stuff. Thank you very much for watching. We will have the next one. We're doing this weekly. But we will be pushing the next one a bit later in the week. We we did the first two a little bit earlier because we had Netflix binges uh, coming on the Friday. So next week it will be a few days later uh, into the week. So uh, so don't think it's missing if it's not up on the Tuesday like it has been for the first, this one and the last one. It'll be a couple of days later. But uh, thank you very much for watching. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. It helps us out a lot. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>